We're good. Um, so when Justin gave me the call and he said, we want to speak, or we want you to speak about a greater faith, um, I jumped at the opportunity. It, it's something that's been a big part of my life for the last oh, maybe 18 months to two years, and it's grown exponentially. Um, as I processed the opportunity, though, I, I started to struggle, and I struggled with the, the term greater. I know, if, I know we, we as Christians, we know what faith is all about. Faith is about Jesus and accepting Jesus into your life. And if you haven't done that yet, if there's anyone in here that hasn't done that yet, that is the greatest opportunity for faith that you can step into. That is the first step and the most important step. Once you've done that, the greater faith, the greater faith journey starts. And it started for me in that fashion. I struggled with this term greater. It's like, how do I relate to this? Do we need to be Billy Graham to be greater? Do we need to be Mother Teresa to be greater? You look at all their actions and you start to wonder, how does this apply in my life in Durango? It kind of doesn't. It's hard to relate to. So as I prayed about this opportunity, I was stuck on this point. What does it look like to live a greater faith? And God said, Greg, you need to go to Jesus. Every experience that Jesus had in his life is something that we can relate to. It's something that we can draw courage from. It's an opportunity for us to grow in life. I looked through God's life. I looked through, sorry, I looked through Jesus' life. Jesus had a short life on earth here. And there was one event in his life that stood out for me when it came to a greater faith. Jesus was on the Mount of Olives toward the end of his life. He was with his disciples, 11 of the 12 disciples. One, Judas, was in the process of betraying him. Was in the process of bringing a whole group of Romans to come and arrest him. So the prophecy was going to be fulfilled. And Jesus, the anxiety is building. The Bible says that he was sweating like blood. And at that point, he said something to his father, to our God, that to me was the ultimate sign of weakness in Jesus' life. Jesus was perfect. He lived a perfect life here. But he was close. He was human. He was close to making a mistake. And it was captured in Luke. And it says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. What if Jesus said, I can't handle this in his human state? He's human. He had a sense of a heart. He had 
doubt. He had anxiety. He had all this pressure. And when he went to God, God didn't answer him. But he sent an angel. And the angel gave him the courage to take a step. And another step. He knew he was going to die. He knew the suffering. Yet he continued to take the step. So for me, today is all about a greater faith. And it's about taking a step. It's about taking a step when you don't want to take a step. It's about taking a step when you're sweating bullets. It's about taking a step when you prefer to walk away. Because three of us, sorry, all of us would respond to this situation in three, well, only just three of us. (laughs) Not everyone, not everyone here, but just three of us. (laughs) All of us, if we're put in a position like that, and obviously we don't have the whole entire fate of civilization on our shoulders. I mean, I would just collapse. I I couldn't even comprehend that responsibility. But there's opportunities like this one today for me where you can say one of three things. I could talk in front of a hundred odd people. One, nope. I'm walking away. That could be my first one. My second response could be that self-empowerment, that sense of self-talk, like suck it up, calm your nerves, self-motivate, whatever. And the third option is the option that I'm pushing today is to just take the step. Say, Jesus, i got nothing. I've done everything I can. I've come to this point. I'm ready. But I'm only as ready as I can be. I need you now to move me forward. And it's the courage to take the step that is a greater faith, especially when you don't want it. You say, Greg, I'm comfortable. I like being nervous. I don't like sweating. It's kind of uncomfortable. I don't like that feeling like you're going to throw up. (laughs) It's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. That's why you don't eat breakfast beforehand. (laughs) Here's why it's important. Justin mentioned I'm a school teacher. So I love a whiteboard. I love a flip chart. We're going to go down a path now of some teaching. This is called the zone of proximal development. It's a learning model. And while we use it in education, I think it applies to faith too. I'm going to show you why. So, when we teach kids, anyone anyone can apply this piece of information. You learn about something as a concept. I've put cars here because it's something that I struggle with. I don't know a lot about cars. The learning process with this is that when we get a new piece of information in to our brains, we already have this understanding of what's going on. I know I have a basic understanding of cars, and this is my current level of knowledge about cars. I get a new piece of information in. It might be it might be a car ad. I now knew I now know what the 2021 Ford F-150 looks like now. There you go. I just got a new piece of information. 
in it comes. My brain does messy stuff, and I create a new level of understanding in my mind of what cars are. That could be an F-150. That could be uh, you go to a car dealership. You, 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 you have someone speaking to you about it. Any piece of information that comes in does this. And this is your new level of understanding. Here's the cool thing about this. is The zone of proximal development is this. And it can only be reached when you have a situation where a set of circumstances exists. And that, excuse my bad writing, that says expert help. (laughs) When you have expert help, you go into a whole new realm of learning and you can potentially get to here. So, if you want to know more about cars, where do you go? To a mechanic. Or to someone that has some sort of expertise in this. And instead of your level of knowledge being here, it's now up here because you have a mechanic communicate everything that's inside a car. So now you know everything there is to know about a car. Instead of just having a baseline understanding of what it looks like and how it drives. Here's how this applies to life. Baseline level of understanding. Wherever you are in your journey, if you haven't accepted Jesus, if you have accepted Jesus, if you've been baptized, if you've known Jesus all your life, if you've known him for a year, if you do Sunday services, whatever that is, whatever that looks like for you, a new piece of learning comes in. might be reading a piece of scripture. might be coming to a Sunday service. It might be some sort of communication with Jesus. Your brain and your heart and your spirit does this. Light bulb. It's beautiful. You now have a a much higher understanding of faith. Here's the beautiful thing. This is what excites me so much. Is that when you're talking about life, you can reach this. But there's only one way. Jesus, you can make a choice to move into this realm. And this is a choice. It's only a choice. You can choose to sit in your comfort zone, come on Sunday, and sit here and progress slowly. Or you can invite him in and take a step and take a step and take a step when he says, do it. So when Justin Ross gives you the call to say we want you to speak about a greater faith, you say, yep. (laughs) You say, and then you think about it for the next three weeks. (laughs) But this is beautiful. Because Jesus, my point with this is that Jesus gives us so much extra value after we've accepted him. If you choose to bring him in got to make the choice. Because if you don't make the choice, I feel like he sits there and he watches you. He's always there. And I think he's there when, or I know he's there, 
when tragedies happen. So when new pieces of information in like this are tragic, he's there and you learn. But to get into here, you you need to ask him to come in and be there with you on a daily basis. What's it look like? What's what's that? That looks great. That's fine. I know some people respond to that. Some people don't. When we teach, we have to communicate to every person in the room. Some people like examples. I'm going to show you now how this has applied in my life through being intentional. It's about being intentional. And he comes to the table every time. Whether I like it or not. <laughs> whether I like it or not. It's not, not all sunshine and lollipops. But it's, it's a beautiful thing. 2009, I hadn't met Jesus yet, but I had met Kim. Kim and I had been dating for a few years, and I was struggling with my career. Um, I've always lacked purpose in everything that I've done. I've always been quite, quite good at my jobs, but I haven't had that sense of purpose, and that's frustrated me. I've been here, and I've been there, and everywhere. And 2009, we have a race in Australia, similar to the Kentucky Derby here in the United States, called the Melbourne Cup. You have 24, oh, 24 races, 24 horses, that's five, 24 horses that compete. in the, 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 It's called the race that stops the nation. And Australians gamble a lot of money on this. And it's customary for everyone to do that. And 2009, I was here. I was in a bar. I wasn't here in Durango. I was in a bar. And I was looking at the form guide. And I saw number eight. Horse's name was American. Not American, but American. And as, as I do, as I did, for many years prior to that, I put money on that horse. The odds were good, like the color, etc. <laughs> so, so it's about as good as knowledge as my cars have. <laughs> so, so I, usually it's a donation to the TAB when I, <laughs> I don't ever win anything. Um, but it, at this point, I, I, I felt that I had a future here because Kim, Kim's from Bayfield, for those that don't know that. And so... There was always an element, and I'm from Australia, in case you didn't pick that up. <laughs> um, so we were, there's a, there's, there were situations with that logistical issue, and I, I saw a future here. And I thought, I'll do it. I'll take a chance. American, because of Kim. And I sat there, maybe 20 minutes, waiting for the race to start. I was like, you know what, Kim loves, Kim loves Jesus. Kim follows Christ. I said, God, please don't judge me for this. As in, like, you guys, please don't judge me for what I'm about to say. <laughs> I said, Jesus, if you're there, make my horse win. 
we're going somewhere. If you're wondering what's going on right now, we, we are going somewhere. There's a lesson to be learned here. But the journey is fun. Jesus, if you're there, come on. Two minutes and 50 seconds later, my horse won. I won $600. It's like, yes! I hadn't met Chris, I hadn't met, uh, sorry, I hadn't met Jesus. I didn't understand what faith was all about. My only experience with this was through Kim. So I was like, Christianity is good. <laughs> and I took my money and I went. About 12 months later, I was back in the same bar, same race. I opened up the form guide. Guess which horse was there? Number eight, Americane. It's like, we're doing it again. <laughs> Put my money down, same amount of money. It's like, God, if you're there, give it to me. Let's do it again. Two minutes and 50 seconds later, Americane won again. I couldn't believe it. It's like, Jesus, uh, this is not me talking now. This is old Greg at this point. It's like, this is awesome. I can get rich off this. It's like, if, when I ask Jesus to give me money, he gives me money. This is, this is clueless Greg, okay? Clueless. I'll explain that in a minute. Six months later, Kim and I got married. We were here in Durango. For those that know Jerry Brush, he's a local Bayfield man, also the former pastor at Florida Baptist Church. He brought me to Jesus. It was one of the best moments of my life because Kim and I were getting married at the same time. And that was such a fulfilling moment for me. I took the step. When we're talking about taking a greater faith step, took the step. Didn't really know what was going to happen. And so I so I'd been processing spirituality and, and kind of understanding what I, I was now a Christian. I was trying to work this out. I didn't get it. It was a step of faith. I probably should read the Bible. I didn't. I spent six months after, sorry, not six months, two months, after we got married processing it. Kim and I, we were really happy. Melbourne Cup Day comes again. I go back to the bar, put some money down. I was looking at the form guide. There's no American. It's like, ooh, what do I do now? It's the problem. I put money on a random horse. Here comes a lesson. There's a lesson coming here. Put money on random horse. Two minutes and 50 seconds later, my horse came last. And not only did it come last, there was a list of 23 horses before mine. And mine at the very bottom of the list said D-N-F, did not finish. <laughs> I found out later that my horse had fallen, that it had broken its leg, and that it had to be euthanized. euthanized. Tomato, tomato. It's like, okay, that's real. I, I, it was something was moving inside of me. It's like this is not right. Like th- th- what I've been doing isn't right. 
And the next five years for me were the hardest five years of my life. I said to God that day, I was like, God, I thought we had a deal. I thought every time you gave me cash, when I asked you were there, I thought we had a deal. He's like, and I feel like at that point he said to me, Greg, we do have a deal and it's your turn. I've shown you that I'm here now. It's your turn to suck it up. It's your turn to take a step of faith. And as it turned out, my step of faith was not a step at all. I had to stay where I was. And for me, that's the hardest thing I have to do. I'm a mover. I like to do things. I like to take advantage of opportunities. And at that point, I got nervous. I got anxious. Kim was my light. Jesus was becoming my light. But he was wearing me down. He was chipping away. Chipping away my ego. Chipping away my pride. Chipping away the fact that I just asked Jesus for cash. That's not faith. Faith is doing what you're told when you're told to do it when he says it. I spent five years going in random directions but always being drawn back to the same opportunity. And then once once I was so frustrated with my lack of purpose... It's like, God, just do it. Jesus, just lead me. I'm done trying to control it. I'm done messing up. I'm sorry I asked you for cash. Like, when you're a baby Christian, you think God is about retribution? He's not. He's looking for opportunities to bless you. You've just got to open yourself up to him so he can do that for you. We moved to the United States, Kim and I. We have our little boy, Dominic. We have our little girl, Lexi. All of these things are not possible when you don't take the step. And if you do it for Jesus, he will be with you. One thing that really scares me about this is that if Jesus isn't with me, I don't know where he is. If he's not in my heart, if I'm not doing everything for him every day, taking that step every day with him, he's watching me. I don't want him watching me because I screw things up. I screw things up in such a bad way. So when I look back on this, and here's, the, here's where we land the plane for the story. Here's Greg, 2009, asking Jesus for cash. Steps, steps, hundreds of them. Here's Greg, here. Here. I never stepped inside a church back there. I was, two, two and a half years ago, I was scared to stand, to sing, because I thought it made me look weird. I'm speaking to you guys and to plenty of people on Facebook Live about my journey. That's what greater faith is. 
It starts by asking Jesus for cash. But that's just the start. Don't finish there. (laughs) Don't finish there. But as you walk, you walk with him and you do things with him. Man, the blessings that come from that, they're amazing. They're not all great. They're not all happy. Like I said, not sunshine and lollipops. But they are wonderful. So, the teaching. What can you guys do? I have four steps. Four steps. The first one is invite Jesus into your life every day. Say, Jesus, I need you here. I want you here. And the scripture that I've got here for that is, give us each day our daily bread. Give me what I need every day to serve your purpose and walk your walk. If you ask that of him, you'll start to see him work in your life. The second step is declare to him that you want him to lead you. That is the biggest step of all, to give away control, to give away that sense of ownership over your life and say, Jesus, if you need to send me to Africa, do it. It's overwhelming. He meets you where you are, though. Remember he met Greg for cash over here? He meets you where you are. Have faith in that. The third step is to lean into situations that make you feel uncomfortable. Like I mentioned before, this is not sunshine and lollipops up here for me right now. Public speaking is not something that it comes naturally to me. But when I get up here, when I, I feel like God's putting this in my life more and more. I've had plenty of opportunities to do it. And every time I felt uncomfortable. But he gives me something to say, which I love. He gives me a sense of purpose. I really enjoy it. But lean into stuff that makes you feel uncomfortable. When you get that sense of heart beating, when you get that sense of sweat, when you get that sense of, oh, I just want to turn around. This step, ask Jesus to be with you. And the fourth and final step. Sorry? Scripture for that is cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. One of my favorite pieces of scripture from Peter. Anxiety is hard for us all, but you can move through it. You can move through the fear to get to the blessings on the other side. The last, the fourth and final got to trust him. You can't go all the way to five minutes before this sermon starts and then not let the rubber hit the road. There's a certain point where you got to take a step and then say, give me something to say. This is all you. This is all Jesus. You can plan, you can focus, you can, vi- you can create a vision for what you're going to do as much as you want to. But ultimately, at the end, you're going to have to trust him. And the more you trust him, the more he will be there for you. The more he will be in your life. It is such a wonderful experience to finally be able to walk with him. My favorite piece of scripture, I've just finished reading the Bible, the entire Bible. My favorite piece of scripture is attached to this point. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Gives me chills every time I say it. You try and take control, you become a control freak. You give away control, I think you become a Jesus freak. That feeling that you get when Jesus is right and you see it happen is something that is indescribable. If you trust in him with everything that you do, he will show you which path to take. And that will end up in your purpose. Because if you're walking that direction and he wants you to go that way, it ain't got to work. It's just not. There are some struggles. There are some real struggles. I, I love control. But as I've gotten more, I've transitioned from being a baby Christian to, I don't know what you call me now, maybe an adolescent Christian, <laughs> which is probably more of a problem than a baby Christian maybe. As I, as I transition, I'm, I'm learning to trust him more. And I want that for you guys. If you put that into place, those four steps, you will learn, you will grow with him, and more importantly, you'll live your purpose. It's what everyone, can, it's what everyone wants, right? To get that sense of purpose in their lives. I'm not there yet. I'm, a part of, I'm on a path. But I love every bit of it. So please, this week... Go out and be proactive with God. God, come into my life, lead me, and I will trust you and see what happens. Let's close in prayer. Lord, thank you for...